Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us, as they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table. The story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome to another special one-shot edition of Bone Thrower's Theater. Today we are playing the game Capers. This is Johnny, and I am Jordan. And I'm going to be a player today. I'm excited. This is Jeff. This is Jeremy. And this is Aaron. And I am going to be GM for this. We shall see how this goes. As uh, Johnny said, we are going to be playing the game Capers. Capers was put out by Nerd Burger Games. Probably been out for a while. They have a number of expansions to this. Capers Noir, and I believe there's a Capers Offworld. We're going to be playing base Capers tonight. And it's got some really cool mechanics and more or less to settle disputes, you flip cards and uh, luck of the draw to figure out who's going to win in a shootout. And one of the really cool things that I thought it'd be fun to go over is character creation. As part of character creation, everybody has three anchors. They have an identity, a virtue, and a vice. So we have most of our characters fleshed out here, but we are missing these three things. So first we're going to go over identity. So, I need everybody to flip a card. So nervous. So your identity is who you are at your core. Uh, So this is what drives your character's beliefs. It's not everything, but this is the central piece. So, looking around the table, nobody has the same thing. Alright, so I see a queen, a seven, an ace, and a four. Johnny, you've got a four and it's black. Yep. You are a rebel. rebel. You seek to upset the status quo in almost everything you do. You're not Johnny. What? <laughs> but this character, certainly. What this also means is you gain moxie when you change the status quo or change someone's opinion on something controversial. All right, with an ace of diamonds. That's me. Red ace. You are a masochist. You enjoy the trouble you invite into your life. Game Moxie oh when trouble arises in your life and you suffer from it. <laughs> That's not my vice. That's my personality. That is your personality. Yes. Alright, with a black seven, you are a ruffian. You prefer solving problems through physical violence and intimidation. Gain Moxie when you deal with a situation through violence. <laughs> I should have had that one. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that would be perfect for this character. That's what I thought was so cool about this system, that this is how you figure out your character. Because, for one, GMing Jordan can be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, it can. And so, I'm not going to lie, I enjoy taking a little bit of control away from Jordan. (laughs) All I do is give you guys options and control. And a lot of rope. And a lot of rope. (laughs) And then with a black queen, Jeremy, you are a thrill seeker. Thrill seeker. You are not happy unless you're putting your life in danger. You gain moxie when you barely make it out of a perilous situation. Next, we're going to move on to virtues. Everybody flip the next card. All right, we'll work backwards. 
Jeremy, your virtue. You are reliable. You're always there when the chips are down. All of these virtues, you gain moxie if your character stays true to their virtue. When it would be easier to ignore it to accomplish something. All right, Jeff. What do you got? Black I got four. a black four. You got a four. You are loyal to an organization, small group, or family, and do whatever they ask of you. That sounds like a good combination for his character. Yeah. Jordan? With a six. Six of spades, yes. Dignity. You take pride <laughs> in your reputation and never sully it. That goes completely against you. <laughs> no, it just means that I'm a really twisted SOB. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're happy that everybody knows that you're a I, I'm a stand-up guy. Don't you know that I'm a stand-up guy? Hit me harder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Master. May I have another? All right, Johnny, you got... Red Jack. Wait, I'm sorry. A dignity? Is that what it is? I just... I have to double check. Yes. Dignity. Uh, I think this is poorly named. It says pacifist, but you won't knowingly take a human life. Oh, okay. I'll beat you up. You're Batman. Yeah. I'll beat you up. I just <laughs> Batman is not a pacifist. Except <laughs> Batman with the Batman Noir? No. Good? Yeah. Alright, then I'm moving on to Vice. Everybody go ahead and flip another card. Getting the face cards. I don't know if you want to get the face cards on the card. Alright, you want those for later. And this time we're going to start with Jordan. You have a five. Five of hearts. Your vice is drugs. You are addicted to heroin, opium, or another strong narcotic. Jesus. <laughs> Grief. Some of these vices are... I'm just trying to figure out how... Dark. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my, my vice goes very well with my identity. But not your virtue. <laughs> but not my virtue. <laughs> no, no. Well, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah. You know, this is 1920s, and this was a very vice-riddled yes, era. Yeah, yeah. Alright, Jeff, what'd you get? I got uh, Red Queen. Temper. You anger easily. Jeremy? Black King. Vain. You think highly of your appearance. You're so vain. Johnny, what'd you get? Black Ore. Avarice. You are greedy and envious of others. All four of you gain moxie if your character is hindered by your vice. Oh, so it's like a complication. Yeah. And again, I just think that's such a cool way of fleshing out some character development in that you know, it's, it's random. You can't... Yeah. You might yeah. have a character that is a little bit twisted in some ways because your virtue and your vice could be... Opposites. Uh, yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. So everybody also gets one more skill. I did not... Because I, I wanted you guys to have a little bit of control about how you were going to play these characters, and so I, I made sure to leave a skill available. The skill list is rather short. Acrobatics, athletics, business, conveyances, deception, diplomacy, fisticuffs, guns, humanities, insight, mechanicals, melee weapons, ranged weapons, sciences... Sense, sleight of hand, stealth, and willpower. So now again, what these mean is, let's say, for guns. If you don't have a guns skill, you can still use a gun, it just goes off your agility. So what that guns skill means is that when you flip, let's say you have an agility of two, you would get three if you have the guns skill. Same thing with fisticuffs. Fisticuffs probably going to be agility as well. Yeah, that's minus fisticuffs. 
You said one was acrobatics was one? Acrobatics is one of them. Well, as a thrill seeker, I probably should take acrobatics. I'm thinking, since I gained moxie through violence, I should take fisticuffs. You are playing Chekhov. From, <laughs> from my life with Master. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, and also, when I built these characters, I tried to keep them relatively true to tropes. You know, yeah. I tried to keep somebody, you know, we wanted a bruiser, we wanted somebody smart because of all the different situations that you may encounter throughout the evening. I already have deception and diplomacy. I think I'm going to go ahead and add in insight. I think that's a, probably a good combination. Johnny, which one did you add? Fisticuffs. You didn't already no. have fisticuffs? No. Really? I have power resistance. No, no, no up match. here. Oh, up there. You already have fisticuffs. Oh, I do already have fisticuffs. Oh, I was looking in the wrong spot. It's a little hard to see where this Well, in that case, I'm going to take melee weapons. Because that was my second choice. I don't know how to lay out the character sheet differently, but the skills are a little hard to see. Yeah. So, the character sheet in general, I think, is tough. There's a lot of information that you're trying to fit on this character sheet. And so, it was a little difficult trying to put some of that in. You just need Jeremy to write it all. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you have Trem Gear on there, you're an exceptional... If you do not, if you have a, an actual power written down, you're a caper. There are two types of player characters, exceptionals and capers. Exceptionals are just a little bit better than humans, than everyday people. Capers are actual superhuman. So they actually have the ability to do stuff. So I just wanted to get that out again. So who would like to introduce their character? Well, I have a quick question about my mm-hmm. trim gear. So since it influences some gear. emotions... yeah. Can I add, like, a little bit of flavor to it where I'm saying that it's kind of trying to mimic, like, a mesmerism type of thing? Like, uh, I was thinking, like, it's a walking cane with, like, a hypnosis wheel on the top of it or something like that. It can be a walking cane with a hypnosis wheel. However, the ability written down about the power is the ability. That's all I care about is the actual... That was the only modification I wanted to make was just kind of... Because I felt like that gave, gave it some good flavor. I don't quite understand. So, so the name of the trim gear is not written down. Correct. You get to describe that when you're doing your character introduction. Okay. I'm going to ask you what your trim gear looks like. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. You can also shuffle your cards back. Cards back in. Right. All right. So, Johnny, you want to start with a uh, character intro? All right. I am playing James Bones. I'm a short, thin guy, and you always see me wearing an overcoat. Underneath my overcoat, I'm wearing my uh, trim gear, which is a, a rib match is what it's called. It's basically, it looks like a spine that goes down the outside of my back with these little arms that reach in and grab onto my ribs. That's pretty cool. Let's see. I grew up down the street from the Russo family, always getting cuffed by the police for fighting in the streets, and they eventually recruited me as a bouncer for one of their speakeasies. Nice. Alright, Jordan, tell me about your character. Well, see, my name is Leon the Whisperer Scarpetti. I'm a fancy dresser with slicked back hair. Where I've got a hooked nose and a gold tooth, and I always like to show it off with a smile. Harry, from uh, Home Alone. <laughs> Home Alone. <laughs> yes. That's exactly. what I'm going to be picturing the entire time. <laughs> I'm a little less. I like to wear nice suits, like more, mostly like pinstripe oh, okay, suit okay. suits. <laughs> you know. 
And so you also have trem gear. What does your trem gear look like? So my trem gear is a walking cane with a crystal ball handle. Nice. So imagine kind of like Jafar with his snake, mm-hmm. with the eyes that kind of spin around. There's like a swirling pattern that doesn't always look quite the same in the handle of the crystal ball, and it influences people differently. Nice. I also have a, a small lighter that I walk around and I just flick it open and close it, and you know, just kind of as a as a habit. Your nervous habit. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like us to know about your character? I work as a negotiator for the Russo family. If they need a business job taken care of, you know, working with contracts or some of those higher level people who don't always want to listen to previously negotiated business agreements, I'm the guy they talk to. So they'll send me in to wine and dine, to do fancy work with them. I always need an enforcer, though, so sometimes I bring along a friend or two. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. That, I guess, would be me. (laughs) Brando Marks. I'm muscular, big-boned, stocky. I'm about 5'7", and I always have my driving gloves on because that is my trim gear. That's my driving gloves. Some good trim gear. I have been a driver for the family for a long time. Ever since I got my license, I've been driving for the family, whether it be deliveries, pickups, Runs. or the family themselves. Okay. I'm loyal to the family, to a fault. <laughs> Everybody's loyal to the family. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You haven't met a better set of people than the Russos. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, what about you? All right, um, my character's name is Tommy Mouse Marone. He is short, 5'2", slender build, has slick back hair. He always wears his sleeves rolled up and suspenders that are never over his shoulders. He's always fiddling with his hands. Mm-hmm. Something He'll just pick something up, fiddle with, with his hands. It's one of his mannerisms. As his background, he got his first job working for the Russos in the restaurant as a dishwasher. And they would just randomly give him odd jobs and eventually gave him more and more responsibility with the family. My character is a caper, which means he doesn't have trim gear. He actually has a real power. So, And we'll get into that as the play goes on. Because there's some subtle differences between how trim gear and how caper's powers function. And how they look when they function. And with that, we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so again, four of you, you work for the Rousseau family. It's Christmas Eve night. You guys are all sitting around at the family's speakeasy. It's a quiet night. The speakeasy is is pretty much empty. You four are the only ones there, except for the bartender. Nobody's really expecting any funny business tonight because, you know, in gentlemen's circles, the holidays are pretty strictly observed. What time of evening is it? Is it closer to midnight? It's early. So again, there's a bartender. Bartender's wearing suit pants and a vest behind the bar. You can see a pistol on his hip. What are each of you drinking? Scotch. Neat. Gin and tonic. Coca-Cola. The real thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, you would be. (laughs) Whiskey. All right. Uh, There's a newspaper at the end of the bar. It has a headline about your guys' most recent job. What does the headline say? The job the four of you did together. 
I think that heist went remarkably well. We haven't knocked over too many jewelry stores before. Yeah, it was a pretty crowded place earlier that day, too. Yeah, I wish you didn't shoot the guy, though. He can only do what's in his nature. I mean, he was trying to stop us, so he had to go. We could have stopped him. You know that. Only problem was that he was a cop. Nah, I'm not worried about that part. I mean, we got in there without being noticed. We could have got out without being noticed exactly. as well. We haven't been found. We won't be found. Uh, you won't be found. Well, if only Phaser hadn't been shot, then we would have gotten through just fine. But with that complication, she was out of the way. We couldn't finish the job like we had started. We had to go through the door rather than through the floor. We didn't have to go through the door. I mean, I didn't get in there through the floor. Some of us are better than others. Excuse me. The phone rings. Bartender answers. Hello? Where did you get this information? Uh, thanks for letting me know. Turns back to you guys and uh, lets you know. Just got word the Fernellis picked up somebody. In a red suit. Santa. Theoretically. <laughs> he was actually breaking into Joey Fernelli's house. Through the chimney. That's such a silly thing to do. I mean, they always have a fire going this time of year. How drunk was he? The guy swears up and down. He's Santa. It just sounds like someone who we just need to go ahead and, you know, maybe lampoon a little bit. Yeah, what do the Fernellis want us to do about it? What are they asking for? It's not the Fernellis who are asking. Boss Rousseau is really concerned. If what? Santa doesn't make his deliveries tonight... Santa's on the payroll now? No, but think of the kids. Yeah, think of the kids. I ain't getting nothing when I was a kid. Sure you did. Yeah, black eye. That's your fault. Now, is the Fernellis a family that we wouldn't yes, the, know? Yes, so the Fernellis is another gang in town. Not, you know... The, are they rivals or they not? They are rivals. Yeah, okay. okay. Yes. So, someone's trying to break into the Fernellis. Why is Boss afraid of that? He wants Santa to make his deliveries. Oh, so the rumors the Fernellis are now holding Santa hostage. I'm just relaying what the boss said. And the boss says... Go rescue, rescue Santa. Santa. Saint Nick. <laughs> All right, well, let's go rescue Santa. All right. How far across town are the Fernellis from the speakeasy? Yeah. 30, 45 minute drive to get to Joey Fernellis. All right, so we'll plan on the way how we're going to get Mr. Saint Nick. Yeah, the Fernellis have a place they like to <clears throat> hold their guests. Yeah, they got the garage, they got the basement. Don't forget the warehouse. The warehouse is down by the docks, right? Yeah. yeah. Does anybody want to make a check? Coming down the chimney? Do an expertise check. Most likely he was coming down. Come down the chimney, most likely keeping him in the black five. <laughs> yeah. So you know that there's actually a Fernelli family member who lives pretty close to where you guys are right now. Okay. Not a Fernelli family member, but a Fernelli family member. Yeah. Extended family. Yeah. Yes. Like I is. Like we all is. Yeah, I was about to say, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, let's go down the street and talk to Frankie. Frankie Fernelli? Frankie Fernelli. Frankie Stiquito. <laughs> <laughs> Bartender speaks up. Who's Frankie? You know, who works with them? Down the street? Down the street. You mean Jesse? Well, Jesse's his middle. Yes. I've no. heard he likes to go by that no. professional. Frankie's Jesse's older brother. Her middle name? 
Jesse Frankie Anderson? Just because Francine is her first name doesn't mean that <laughs> she can barely... <clears throat> well, I'm not going to tell you how I know Frankie's. Called Frankie. It's the beard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That actually doesn't sound like a bad idea. If I were you, that's where I'd start. I'd go talk to Jesse down the street, see if there's anything that she knows about where they might be keeping <clears throat> old St. Nick. If needs be, we can make a trade for St. Nick. What are we going to trade? If needs be. We had to have something to trade. Well, we can trade it, Jesse. We, we can, can trade, trade Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So we can turn turn her in for Santa Claus so he's no longer St. Nick. St. Nick's. <laughs> What's weather like? Again, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. It's cold out. It's snowy. There's a, there's a good dusting on here. It's not, it's not yeah. blizzard. Breeze um, coming in from the front with the waterfront. Yes. So in my head, again, I have kind of like a Chicago pictured, kind of breezy uh, lake effect. You can definitely tell it's going to turn into a really snowy night before the morning. Everybody's going to be waking up to a nice white Christmas. All right, let's go talk to Jesse. Tommy gets up, starts to grab his coat. Bartender reaches back, grabs the keys, and tosses the keys to Bruno. Brando. Brando. <laughs> like Bruno. Brando. Uh, Bruno. Yeah. It's close, right? Take the car. Just have it back by the morning. Let me open we'll do. You guys are on your way to Jesse Anderson's? Yep. yep. So you arrive outside of an apartment building. The apartment is kind of dingy. It's snowy winter night. Some of the streetlights are lit. The one outside, out front of the building, is, is out. It's a big brick building. And can I get a perception flip from everyone? Perception. Then you go by the number that's on there, so you would do two or three or one. Your or you can stop. So let's say, so let's okay. say, you flip, and your first flip is an ace. There's no reason to flip again. Yeah. Let's say you flip, and your first flip is a four. You're going to want to flip again. Seven, which is at easy. Well, I got a five or a four. Whatever your last flip um, is the one that counts. Yeah, four. So if you choose to stop, whatever your That's last flip is. That's why I only flipped the one because I got a ten. Okay. All right. So the three of you notice that up on the fifth floor of the apartment building, there is a room with bars on the window. Only the one apartment? Only the one apartment. Looks like we go to the fifth floor. I go through the door and start up the stairs. As you walk through the door, yeah. Hey! What are you doing here? I'm going to talk to Jesse. No, you ain't. Guy sitting there on the steps pulls a gun on you. Oh, 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 oh. We can we can settle this. There's no huh. need for, for violence. Steps tonight. inside? Or in like a small lobby room. I reach for my own gun because my anger... Oh. I was going to say, how far away am I from him? I reach for my own gun because <laughs> you're, you're about... I'm getting angry. Five, eight feet. <sighs> so, what we're going to do is we're going to do a standoff. <laughs> The standoff is a special thing. There are three phases. And during each phase, all players and the GM engage in three rounds of countdowns. During each countdown, each player and the GM put their fingers on their decks. The GM says three, two, one. Everyone either flips the top card or pulls it toward them without flipping it. What's the uh, difference? <laughs> yeah. Yep. But what so, does that mean? During phase one, if you flip the top card, it becomes your initiative card for when the fight begins. If you pull it towards you, it becomes an extra card you can use during any trait action during the coming fight. 
Once used during a trait action, such a card is discarded as normal. Phase two, again, you can flip the card or you can pull it towards yourself. Same options. You also get an, an extra option if you don't do anything with the card. In phase two, you can also speak a sentence to your allies or foes with no other effect. You can try to make a, an intimidation check against your enemy, me. You can make a perception insight check to see if you can assess how strong these guys are. Or you can use a power that only affects you. So let's say if you want to grow bone spurs, you can grow bone spurs. Mm-hmm. If you want to face step, it only affects you. So I could only do that but not use the boost where I could take somebody with me. Correct. Okay. And then during phase three, same thing. Each time you flip a card, let's say all three phases you flip a card, you get your choice of initiative of those three cards. Essentially have three initiative cards you can choose from. Three initiative How many cards can you pull toward you? Three. Three? And then you would just be choosing just to go last at that point. I believe initiative is agility plus sense. Initiative will be flipped. And so you would add them together. All right. Fingers on decks. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. All right. I saw everybody did something with it, so nobody used powers on the second phase. Three, two, one. I flipped my card both times. That's fine. So you can... Third card, you can either pull towards you or you can flip it. So you can only use powers on the second phase. Powers only work on the second phase. My third card was Bad Joker. I don't think Bad Jokers are going to count for anything for standoffs. Because Bad Joker, if you flip Bad Joker on any check, it's immediate botch and your turn's over. All right, now we do an initiative check. Okay. So again, I thought that the third one was our initiative. All three of them are initiative. All three of them will be initiative. You can you choose. flipped all three of them? Yes, he did. Yes. Wow. So you get your choice for your initiative. All right, and so then your true initiative check is perception plus sense if you have it. Whatever number, that's how many cards you would yep. flip for initiative. You get to choose to flip. You can choose. Flip. Okay. Yeah. So what if I like my card that I already have up? <laughs> yeah. Then you can choose not to flip. Okay. Oh, gosh. Quick question. Yes. Ace is high or low? Ace is high. Ace is high. Got it. Now, the cards that you drew towards you, can you look at those and see what, what you have inside? I don't think so. You just hold those in You just hold those and use them if you would like. Wait, so we don't even know what we can use? Nope. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would have done that differently. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. I am reading through the initiative check. If you draw a good joker... Which we said was which which Joker? Red Joker. Red Joker. Joker. Good Joker, you go first. If you draw a bad Joker, you go last. Okay, well then. That's during initiative check. We're not doing that during. Okay, not during the. Yep. If two participants tie with check, then they decide who goes first. Can I get somebody to uh, track initiative? There are two people in this room. There's a guy on the stairs, and there's a guy over in the corner. So there's mook number one and mook number two. Yep. They're street thugs. So thugs, not mooks. What does that sound like a slur? Yeah, be- a stupid or incompetent person. Okay. So it's just a... <laughs> so Jordan... Just an insult. <laughs> so we'll find out pretty shortly if they're thugs or mooks. <laughs> Fair enough. Thugs go first. With One. the good joker. You withdraw that? Um, <laughs> it's not me. Okay. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have an ace. Do you have a red die over yep. there, my chance? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then Brando? So, I'm sorry, you're, you're Brando's next. next. Yeah, Brando's next. Brando is next. Okay. And then James. King. 
Then Leon goes next. Jeez, you you would think with a f- queen, I would go higher than a fourth <laughs> in initiative. And then finally, it's the mouse, or is it just mouse? Mouse, just mouse. Tommy Mouse. Normally, the mouse is named Jerry, but yeah, I thought of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Mouse Marone. <laughs> So, as you guys came in the door, it sounded like uh, James was in the front. Is everybody else inside? Are you guys outside? I'm just inside. I'm probably right behind him on the stoop. You're right behind him on the stoop? Probably the same. Okay. We're coming up the stairs, essentially. All right. Well, James, you're in sight. And the street thug on the stairs is going to attempt to shoot you. So the way this works, it's a static defense. Static defense, unless you have a power or something that works as a free action. So Street Thug, numero uno, is going to shoot you with his gun. And we're going to stick with that. Flip to Queen. What is your body? Body is nine. Nine, so it is a hit. And then flip for damage. The way damage works, damage is either damage by suit or damage by color. It is by what you're doing. And then also there are bonuses to those. Pistols do suit plus one. Any suit or a specific suit? Like the suit of the card? Suit of the card? Yep. Interesting. And you do a four? Four of hearts. So hearts are three damage. So I got four damage. Yep. Ah! And so the red doesn't factor into that at this point. Correct. Interesting. So the most damage you can really do, I mean, a Tommy gun does suit plus two. So if you get hit with a Tommy gun, the most you're going to take is six damage. I like that randomization, though. Yes, because it's a little bit cleaner than, for one, you can't kill anybody one. It's tough to kill someone with a one shot. It's just not going to happen. All right, so second thug is actually going to move close and try to swing a fist at you. Okay. All right, and it's a hit. And it's a fisticuffs, which is color damage. They take another one. All right, and that's that's the thugs. So it's my turn now. It is your turn. Sir. I draw my guns and shoot them. Okay. You have guns as a skill. Yes. Okay. And what's your agility? My agility is three. So you get up to four cards. So you stop when you get when you want to stop with the highest card you can, you know. So you do a five, a seven, a two, and a five, a two, and a five. Yeesh. Thug, which which one were you shooting at? Thug, number one. The one who shot. Yeah. All right. He uh, kind of ducks out of the way and ignores the shot. So up next is James. I'm punching the guy who just punched me. It's valid. <laughs> Okay. So that is uh, strength or agility? I'm thinking agility. Okay. That's what I used. And I have physical, so I get three cards. And it is going against his body, because it's his how body. hard it is to hit. Yeah. That's not nine. It's a hit. So fists, do you have your bone spurry things? I have them, yeah. Are they ready or are they? No. My bone spurry thing motion. No, I don't have them. <laughs> my bone spurry things are not ready. Okay. Or color or, damage. Or right. hacking a computer as a goat. Black. Black is two. Two. Okay. That's a solid hit on Thug 2. Ah. Alright, now it's Leon's turn. Hey, Leon. 
I think Leon would like to try and defuse the situation. It might be a little too late, but... Okay. I would like to use my Trem gear. So I activate it with Charisma or Will versus Target Mind. Or it's Charisma slash Will, so I'm assuming they are combined Both. together. Yep. So my Charisma is three, and my Will... Yeah, so Willpower is a skill, and so it just means that you get an extra flip. Oh, I don't have that. You don't have willpower? No, I have deception, diplomacy, and insight. No. I didn't realize that I needed willpower. Maybe just give you an extra one. Okay. So, I am going to go ahead and flip. So, what are, what the cards that we drew aside during the... Uh, you can use those at any time. So, let's say... As a risk. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like an insurance policy. So, like, for example, I'll go ahead and flip one off the top of my deck here now. And I got a jack of spades. Okay. I don't think I really. Yeah, I don't sounds need like a hit. to do that. So then, target mine. So the, it would be against the moot number one's mind. Number one. Yeah, because number one was the one who initiated Shot. the conversation. Yep. So if I can calm him down and he's the one with the weapon, then I think we can make this problem dissipate. Okay. So your trim gear, if I remember correctly, gives you the ability to in impose simple emotions on the target, such as joy, lust. Anger, sadness, or fear? Yep. So what are you going to attempt to make him feel? So I kind of wanted to calm the target. That's one of my boosts I can do. Okay. So if you're going to use a boost, it means on your next check, okay. you have had minus one card. Um, so, so instead of three cards... On any of your next checks. So let's say... Okay, yeah. I'm willing to take that for okay. peaceful resolution to this. It more or less gives you disadvantage on your next. Okay. You can use up to three boosts. Oh. And can have up to that many negative. Okay. So you are making him feel what? I am making him calm down, not like, basically lose his will to fight. So you get one simple emotion. Joy, lust, <laughs> fear, sadness. Calm. Is calm an emotion? I would say so. Is it an emotion or is it a state of mind? I is would the, call it a state of mind. Is there a difference? Yes. As it is written on your sheet is mm -hmm. as the power is described in the rule book. Okay, so those are not just examples. Those are, those are the, limitations. the options. Jesus. <laughs> I want to make him feel fear. Okay. I want him to be afraid of this overwhelmingly scary group of guys who have bones sprouting out of their hands <laughs> and are wielding guns at them. Okay. And one of them just took a shot and kept standing. Exactly. I, I think fear is, a, fear is a very valid... <laughs> took a shot... And the sure, punch, sure. and then punch back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think here's a very valid response to this. Busting his mouth. So he's going to turn around, and he's going to start running up the stairs. Okay. I wanted him to surrender, but that's fair enough. <laughs> All right, who's next? Tommy. Tommy. Well, I was going to use my mansion step and step past him up the stairs, but... <laughs> you can step past him to the next landing. I have to be able to see it. You it has to be oh. within sight within Well, can he see the landing in front of him? I don't know. Can you see the landing in front of me? I mean, I can. Yes, red, I can red see or past black. him. Red or black? <laughs> no, I can. See, I can see you can past see him. Maybe to the first landing. Is that yeah, right? that's it, what I'm saying. It, the first it goes landing. this way, then yeah. it curves back on itself. So I'd say you yeah. Can see the first landing. I have a question first before before any of that. Yeah. One of my boosts is redirect. It says open a portal to redirect projectiles. So with standoff, if I chose to use a power. Then could I have then maybe opened the portal that redirected the bullet that he was going to shoot? How does that work? So because the, the projectile, it'll only defend you. So yes, think of it almost like the bullet's coming at you. 
you have readied this action that opens a portal and sends the bullet deflecting somewhere else. The power doesn't read like you get the option of identifying where it's going to be redirected. Okay. So I would have to declare that even before anybody shoots, though, right? Yes. Okay. It more or less starts when you declare it until your next turn. So same thing. If you do that power now and nobody shoots you, it's a wasted action. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the timing of this because if everybody's reacting on what comes before, obviously, if someone opens a portal right in front of me, they're not going to shoot me. Yeah. So how would I actually open a portal that would redirect a projectile? Well, I think you have to declare that you're going to open a portal, and then when they actually shoot you is when you open it. Yes, so it's it's like readying an action that's going to happen. Okay. Well, then, I mean, I'm going to dimension step, try to pass him up to the farthest point on the steps that I can see. All right, so... And I believe your dimension step is a free action, so it should say... Oh, it is? Activation, I think, is the... Activation says... It says half of movement. It means your you movement. can do it, but you, it costs half of your current movement for the turn. So now you can... Only dimension move. step, you can only move 15 feet for the rest of the turn. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah, so I'm going to open a portal... Mm-hmm. right in front of me and basically just run into it and it's at the landing so I will come out running up the steps okay right that's it you're yeah. there I can just do that with no flips yeah you're there Bam. that's why you are a caper okay <laughs> <laughs> we shall see how this fight concludes when we come back thank you for listening to bone throwers theater we are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. That means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is bonethrowerstheater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.